don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. It's August 24th and time for your Social and Six update. As always, we're bringing you the six most important news stories from the ever-changing landscape. To fill you in on the news you might have missed and to give you plenty to talk about in our Facebook group. So without further ado, let's get started. Images with data stored inside them. First up this week, Instagram has rolled out suggested posts and new QR codes. Yes, two major updates from Instagram. The first is suggested posts, which I'll explain in more detail now. Currently, when you've seen all the most recent posts in your main Instagram feed, you'll receive a notification to say you've all caught up. Now, this was brought in about a year ago to stop people from overusing Instagram and to help manage screen time. However, Instagram appears to have made a U-turn by suggesting posts once you've seen everything. The new feature has been rolling out worldwide over the past few days and essentially allows you to browse content from accounts you don't follow, similar to the Explore tab. Now, what might be a loss for screen time is a gain for discoverability, and knowing this, Instagram has included photos, videos, and ads in the suggested forms of content available. Reels and IGTV previews are excluded for now, but we'll see how long that lasts. Naturally, this will be a big win for advertisers and all those in the social commerce space. But what will users think? Now, the second update Instagram has rolled out also holds plenty of promise for discoverability. The update I'm talking about is new QR codes, which will allow you to discover an Instagram profile from any compatible phone camera. Now, this replaces Instagram's name tag setting, which would only let you search for Instagram handles through the Instagram camera. In short, the update could make it far easier for brands to place QR codes on packages and shop windows. Let's see who makes the most of this opportunity. Well, one member of Congress tweeted, this is exactly why we should have paid closer attention to the WhatsApp and Instagram acquisitions, because in fact, that's exactly what's going to happen is this consolidation and mm -hmm. Facebook's going to be totally dominant. Next up, Facebook's messaging merger is back on the cards as Messenger merges with Instagram Direct. It's been a while since we've heard anything about Facebook's Messenger merger, which it first announced in January 2019. The project has been delayed, but it is in full steam ahead now. Instagram has been asking users to update their accounts to access a number of new chat features, including the ability to chat with friends who use Facebook. And we have a first look at what this merger will be like. Once updated, the Instagram app swaps out the previous arrow-shaped DM icon in the top right corner for the Messenger logo. As it stands now, even if you don't update the app, you can only receive message requests from Facebook accounts. But Instagram is yet to add a feature that allows Instagram users to reach out to Facebook accounts. So it is still a one-way system at the moment, but we can expect that will be the next thing on their agenda as well as a future integration with WhatsApp. As well as this, it's introduced new features, including new color schemes for chats, emoji reactions, and a swipe to reply tool. This is only a test available to select users at the moment, and it is expected that they'll test this in a few countries before rolling it out globally. But this update does prove that the merger is well underway, despite initial concerns about privacy, encryption, and of course, the fact that not everyone wants to combine their experiences across different platforms. <laughs> Next up, TikTok has struck a deal with United Masters, marking its first music distribution partnership. Yes, this is absolutely huge news for artists and the music industry at large. Now, if you've not heard of United Masters, the company specializes in independent music distribution, which allows artists to circumvent record labels and retain 100% ownership of the music they create. So where does TikTok come in? Well, everyone knows TikTok's power as a music distribution channel, with many songs launching there as soundbites before turning into huge hits. 
Lil Nas X is a great example of an artist that achieved mainstream success after first finding it on the platform. As for a more mainstream case study, you need only look to Drake's Tusi slide. Now, TikTok has a massive creator community, which includes music artists, and this latest partnership gives new artists a pathway to not only launch their music on Spotify and Apple Music, but also more control and ownership over their music. Given TikTok's relationship with music, it's a match made in heaven. We're going to stop there now just to share some insight from a connection of ours, Robert Katai, a content marketer who's written for Adweek, Entrepreneur, The Next Web, and many more. His company, Bannersnack, has conducted some research, together with Social Insider, into Instagram carousels, which are turning out to be one of the most effective content formats of the summer. So we at Bannersnack team up with Social Insider to look at no less than almost 3 million Instagram carousels created between 2017 and 2020. And here's what we discovered. From 2017 to 2020, the use of Instagram carousels witnessed a rise in popularity, going up from 3% to 19.44%. Out of all posts, carousels get the highest engagement rates. More slides have proved to boost the average engagement rates by up to 2%. Video carousels get more comments, with the average video carousels post reaching an average of 26 comments per post. Mixing images and videos has proved to be the most efficient strategy, as engagement rates per post were as high as 2.33%. Well, design can make or break your carousel post, so make sure to stick to a few basic principles, such as start using the AIDA principles, focusing on attention, interest, desire and action. Stick to using your signature color palettes, fonts and visual elements for the sake of brand consistency. And it's imperative to produce compelling copy and to make sure that your content is readable and easy to process. Focus on creating a flow that encourages people to swipe and engage with your post instantly. Carousel posts and ads are here to stay and the data confirms it. Thanks for that insight, Robert. Now back to the stories. It's still fitting a beginning, middle and end, a full story in this shortened period of time. And if they're not into it, they're just going to swipe next. Next up, Snapchat tests making its content visible outside the app and creates new lenses for TikTok. Yes, yeah, Snapchat is planning a test to make its content visible outside of its app as it looks to extend its influence beyond the platform. But this update will only impact public content for now. So things like Snapchat's original shows and content from publishers. These accounts will be able to share Snapchat stories and shows on other platforms through external links. And if this is successful, this will be a great way of driving traffic, views and overall brand exposure for Snapchat. On a commercial level, this also has the potential to increase ad impressions for brands on the platform, as well as increase the value of its publisher packages. Our strategy director, Mike Blake Crawford, said this is a really smart move from Snap. If the audience isn't coming to you, then you need to go to the audience. Meaning, of course, that Snap is aware people use other apps more than Snap, but its content still lives elsewhere and they're finding ways to make that work in their favor. A prime example of this is Snapchat's recent update to lenses that are now specifically designed to be used in viral TikTok challenges. Snap knows that people post videos with its lenses to TikTok, and instead of seeing that as competition, they're seeing it as an opportunity. It's partnered with four TikTok styles to launch these lenses, but anyone is free to create them through the Lens Studio. Up until now, Twitter has been the only platform that doesn't let you completely mute people that can reply to your content. Now, Twitter has rolled out the ability to limit replies to all users. Yes, Twitter is finally letting users limit who can reply to them after previously announcing the feature in error. Now, while some have been able to limit replies in the past, the feature has now been made available to everyone. 
Now, the newly released tool will let users choose to have either everyone, only followers, or only those mentioned in the tweet replied to posts on Twitter, which could curb trolling on the platform once and for all. According to Twitter's research and beta testing, users who were able to limit replies felt more comfortable tweeting and more protected from spam and abuse. On the subject of abuse, Twitter has also launched its Q4 2019 transparency report following a delay due to COVID-19. The transparency report also coincides with a new portal for Twitter called the Twitter Transparency Centre, which aims to give users better access to Twitter's transparency record and insights. One standout finding from the report shows that Twitter saw a 95% increase in the number of accounts actioned for violating its abuse policies, which shows more is being done in the detection of hate. How many times have you searched a hashtag on Facebook? Last up, Facebook promotes the use of hashtags in posts and has new sponsored post options for groups. That's right. Facebook is looking to boost the use of hashtags again, with users seeing new prompts to highlight hashtag use in their posts. But there is speculation about whether or not this will actually improve your organic reach on the platform. Now, when hashtags first gained momentum on Twitter, Facebook tried to make them a thing on Facebook, but very few people used them, either in their posts or as a tool to search for content. And a study by BuzzSumo analysed more than a billion Facebook posts from over 30 million brand pages and found that posts without hashtags actually saw more reach on average than those with tags. That could be because even on Twitter, tags have a reputation for coming across as a bit desperate. That being said, if Facebook is actively encouraging brands to use more hashtags in their posts, they probably plan on rewarding those who comply with increased organic reach. After all, that is how Facebook does things. It dictates what works on its platform by withholding reach from those who don't use the features that they want to be used. But just because Facebook wants you to use hashtags, that doesn't mean your audience wants you to. As always, it is worth testing, but your audience's opinion is the only one that matters. Also from Facebook, it's added new sponsored post options for groups to try and increase group engagement and create more opportunities for businesses within these communities. Now, you can already run ads in the group's feed, but Facebook is looking to add another potential revenue stream for group admins with new brand partnership posts built into groups. These new sponsored posts are an extension of Facebook's existing branded content tools and will include a similar paid partnership tag as Instagram to highlight sponsored content. Eve, especially interesting to see that you've picked up on the story of uh, Facebook Messenger merging with Instagram Direct, the massive, massive story that naturally has implications for the whole of the social landscape, really. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, it's been ages since we've heard an update on this. Even though like when it first came out, I wasn't the biggest fan of the idea. I am quite glad to see it come back on the scene because I am just interested and intrigued to see how it's going to turn out. I think it'll be one of those updates, even though there's controversy around it at the moment, that people will get used to very quickly. And people moan and whine about having to merge their experiences and not contact you know, certain people on certain apps. But I think it's one of those things that'll turn out to be quite convenient, really, when all's said and done. Yeah, definitely. It's funny. It comes around the same time as uh, something we didn't mention, which is Facebook actually uh, saying to Oculus users they'll need to merge their Oculus Oculus account with their Facebook account, or if they haven't got one, start a new one. So we're seeing Facebook more in this consolidation period, which I think is definitely a play to stop regulators from breaking it up or having a hard time doing so. Yeah, definitely. And with Oculus, I'm surprised they didn't do that already. But yeah, it makes sense for their wider strategy. I think especially with regulation that's happening elsewhere in social media, they they really are like strengthening their their bonds. And one update from you that I found interesting was, are you all caught up on Instagram? Because I saw a tweet earlier that went viral. People are again moaning about the chronological feed on Instagram. But it was an interesting point that when you hit that, you're all caught up now screen on Instagram. Mostly you haven't actually seen all the, all the content from people you 
follow, um, like your friends and family. So someone did an experiment where they unfollowed all the brand accounts that they were following and went through to scroll as normal and they hadn't seen hardly anything from their friends, but still got hit with that message. So I don't know how this new update is going to change that. I know you said it has implications for discoverability, but I want to know if they're going to focus that on still just pushing more brand pages towards users. Because if that's the case, I don't think people will like it at all. I think it will really anger people. Yeah, interesting. I think seemingly so, that is the sort of uh, strategy at play there. I mean, for one, there's obviously the benefit of having more real estate for advertising, you know, especially with the announcement was very telling and saying that there, there will be ads included in those uh, suggested posts. And I read something around the sort of founder of this uh, who's bringing out this new tool according to an Instagram blog, which was saying it's very different in terms of the explore tab in how it will work as well. So it'd be interesting to see if you're right, if it will be a, a means of pushing more branded pages to users. I especially mm-hmm. think it will, to be honest, especially with social commerce on the horizon. I think it will be a kind of, you know, these are the things you miss sort of play going on there. But interesting to hear that research and that experiment that somebody's done, that's, you know, because it is true i suppose instagram shows you algorithmically what it wants you to see and often one of the big complaints is that doesn't always include you know the content that you want to see from your friends and family yeah and you know that's the point of social at the end of the day i've noticed a growing movement probably in my own echo bubble but still worth taking note of that people are getting a bit sick of Instagram's game. With platforms like TikTok becoming so popular and, you know, even look at the reception of Reels so far, it's been so lukewarm among brands and users. So compare it to TikTok and also to the fact that Twitter's gaining popularity again. I think Instagram's starting to fall off people's radar a little bit. Um, And if they're not doing these crucial updates, like including more content from friends and family, if you're going to push branded content as well, I think they might actually miss out if they're not careful. Certainly, it'd be very, very interesting to see what happens next. As you said, especially with TikTok's algorithm proving so powerful and giving users more of what they want. So we'll have to watch this space and see what happens by the time we record next. So much has happened in 2020 so far, and it's been a while since we did a special episode. So on Thursday, the 3rd of September, we're going to do a live episode looking back on the first half of 2020 and all the major learnings to come out of that. This live event will be completely free and you can register now. We'll be promoting the link in our Facebook group first and then on our social channels. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. And some very exciting news to share with you. We've got TikTok on the podcast next week who will be joining us and putting facts of fiction on how best to navigate the platform as a marketer, as well as hopefully giving us an insight into TikTok through the eyes of its creators. So do stay tuned for our follow-up to some already fantastic platform-focused episodes with Snapchat and YouTube. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. 